Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 12 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, can you believe that it's been five years since I started blogging? I know, just uh, hard to believe I'll be talking about that. What defines success in social media? I'll discuss. And a rant tonight about family medicine and social media. All that and a lot more coming up on the episode 12 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast starting right now. Hi, this is Kevin Bernstein, MD Student 31 on Twitter, and I listen to Family Medicine Rocks with Mike Sevilla. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I am your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savilla, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I get that question a lot. <laughs> this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. Check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Also, join us on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to all 181 people who are friends of the show, who like the show. And also, shout out to all 6,400 people following me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I very much appreciate that. You can also listen in real time to this show on your mobile device, including your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, Whatever mobile device you have, just uh, direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash rocks. Today is Tuesday. That's right, kids, a special Tuesday edition of the show. It is uh, June 14, 2011. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it feels like 65 degrees here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. The studio looks out to the west here, and a, a beautiful sunset here can be seen in the great Buckeye State. Happy Flag Day out there, kids. It's Flag Day here in the United States. Celebrated on June 14. It commemorates the adoption of the flag in the United States, which happened that day by resolution by the Second Continental Congress in 1777. This is from Wikipedia, which we know is always right. <laughs> and I haven't had a show for a while, uh, so I've uh, been itching, itching to get back to uh, doing the show. It's been very, very busy with with other stuff. But before I forget here, uh, I'm going to be in Atlantic City coming up this 
coming weekend, I'll be at the New Jersey Academy of Family Physicians annual meeting. And uh, they have a very cool academy out there uh, because for the past, I think, two or three years, they have uh, broadcast part of their meeting live on the Internet. And they'll be doing that again this year. They'll be broadcasting parts of the meeting. You can go to njfamilydoc.org, and uh, you'll be able to catch part of their live sessions on the Internet. You can also catch me live on Saturday, June 18, 2011, at around 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And I'll be doing my presentation there on uh, family medicine and social media. So look, looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time out there. And also earlier this week, um, I did a, a TV interview uh, talking about the new food pyramid, which is no longer a pyramid. It is uh, now a food plate. I believe it's choosemyplate.gov. And... Uh, so I'll put that uh, TV interview up uh, probably by the time that you listen to this show. It'll be up on Family Medicine Rocks probably tonight or tomorrow. So we'll be talking about my uh, blog anniversary. That's right, uh, five years of being a blogger. We'll talk about that. It's also my personal birthday uh, earlier this month, so it's very exciting as well. Also, we talk about the uh, very general topic of uh, what is uh, social media success? I get that question a lot um, on the email and on the Twitter as far as what I believe are uh, markers of uh, social media success. Um, not really a lot of magic to that, but we'll get into that discussion in a little bit. Also, we'll be having a little bit of a rant. It was uh, uh, probably will not be as piercing um, as it would have been 24 hours ago. <laughs> uh, but I'll be ranting a little bit about uh, uh, family medicine and uh, social media based on a blog, some blog posts that I've had uh, this past week at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. But first, I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening on the front page. I've been the uh, social media hobbyist since uh, 2005. And uh, it is six years, actually. Yeah, it's six years. Well, that's no, five years since uh, since I was a blogger. And if you're curious, yes, I am a uh, real doctor. I am a uh, family physician in full-time private practice. Meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office. They're in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you uh, can usually see my shining face on the webcam here uh, this evening. Uh, but the uh, webcam is not working again here uh, this evening. And uh, before we go to the break, I do want to give another plug here to a uh, um, a, a session or a, an event that I'll be uh, a part, a small part of, the uh, third annual Healthcare Social Media Summit, which will be on October 17 through 19, 2011, in uh, Rochester, Minnesota. On the speakers list uh, will include me, also uh, Jennifer Dyer, also known as Endo Goddess, Wendy Sue Swanson, also known as the Seattle Mama Doc, also Lee Acey, 
Howard Lux, David Harlow, E-Patient Dave, all the superstars of medicine and social media, and me. <laughs> uh, it's put on by the Mayo Clinic and Reagan Communications. You can get more information by going to socialmedia.mayoclinic.org and also Reagan, R-A-G-A-N, dot com. So we'll go to the break here, and uh, we'll pick up our discussion after the break. You're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast in partnership with the uh, Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net. Also a member of the ProMed Network podcast. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com. And we'll be right back. That's right, Family Medicine Through the Eyes of a Family Physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, live on a Tuesday night here on Blog Talk Radio. That's right, a special Tuesday night show here because I'm going to be flying into Atlantic City on Thursday night, the usual show night. So that's why I moved the show here to Tuesday night. Uh, but my first topic here this evening will be, uh, you know, blogiversary. You know, that uh, it's been five years since uh, I started uh, writing the blog, the former Dr. Anonymous blog. It was all the way back in uh, 2006. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard the uh, Dr. Anonymous story, I uh, started becoming interested in the social media back at the at the end of uh, 2005, and uh, I needed surgery back then. I uh, had uh, had some medical issues going on, and I had a a week off of work. And uh, back at that time, uh, that was uh, when iTunes. If you can remember iTunes back then, that was when they first started featuring podcasts. And um, uh, for a week, I listened to podcasts. I got to uh, uh, got to experience them. It was very interesting having people share their stories on uh, social media, which I don't think was called social media back then. I think it was just called podcasting. And uh, for about six months, uh, I uh, was going back and forth on whether to uh, dive into this thing. I originally wanted to start podcasting, but back at that time, it was very difficult. It wasn't it wasn't as easy as it is, as it is today to start up a uh, podcast. So I started to uh, read some blogs, and I started to try to find some medically related blogs back at that time. And uh, it was interesting, interesting reading a lot of those, interesting hearing the voice of the physician um, as they tell their stories, a lot of them back then, more so than now. 
talking about patients, talking about patients, patient stories, which we know now is a big no-no. But when I started the Dr. Anonymous blog back in June of uh, 2006, I thought I was going to be anonymous, and that quickly changed. I uh, talked a lot about patients. That changed as well. My idea back then was to tell the story of what it was to actually practice medicine in the United States. I wanted to bring the reader into the exam room to listen, to hear what I hear, to experience what I experienced, the, the feelings that I had, sometimes difficult situations, difficult patients, difficult working in the system, especially when it comes to insurance companies and dealing with Medicare and the government and this organization and that organization. And the blog seemed to take off. It seemed to get very popular. Um, and then, you know, maybe about six months or nine months later, it got very, very prominent. It was featured on a major news website. And I think that was the probably the only time in the life of the blog where I got over a thousand hits. And right at that time as well, that's when the haters that I call, the people that don't like what I was doing, they tried to discover who I was. That's when I found out that it is impossible to be an anonymous blogger. They showed me my IP address. They showed me where I was working, found out a lot of information about me. I was very scared then because I, uh, I'm in a small town here, and I was afraid that people might figure out who I actually was. So back at that time, I decided no longer to talk about patients and to uh, then you know, talk about things like health care policy, to talk about current events, not only in medicine, but it is in social media. And that has been very gratifying for me to be a part of all that. And I think it was probably about a year, maybe even two years, where I was very diligent about writing in the blog every day, if not twice a day. But that really just kind of wears on you. And uh, now, even though, you know, I kind of consider myself a blogger, maybe I put a blog post out maybe, I don't know, seven or eight times a month now. It's not, not too, too regular. But it's been nice to be kind of part of the history, the, the little itty-bitty history of physicians who have a web page. It's interesting seeing the careers and course of people through the years, even though I've only been in this five years. There's been a lot of changes that have gone on in the past few years. One of the things is when I started writing, when I started blogging, most of the people out there uh, were anonymous. They were anonymous bloggers. 
very creative writers. A lot of the things that they were doing were a lot of challenging the status quo, a lot of challenging of of what was considered the conventional wisdom. Very good, very good writing. But through the course of the few last few years, things have changed a lot. There's a lot of people out there now who are writing things. You know, with the advent of Twitter and Facebook, the long-form blogging has really gone by the wayside. The shorter micro-blogger blogging type of platforms have taken over. And I think that's really taken away a a lot of the long-form type writing that's been out there. And that's kind of sad. But we'll see what the next few years kind of hold for social media. There's been a lot of talk about things like, uh, you know, more audio and more video in social media. And it'll be interesting to see what happens as things go along. And hopefully, I will still be interested, I will still be passionate about this to continue onward. (laughs) Maybe one of these days I'll just kind of hang it up and say, hey, I'm done with all of this. (laughs) I've given all I can give, and I'm done. But we'll see what happens. One of the questions that I get is, what is a uh, successful social media person like? What 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 do you call social media success? That's our second topic here tonight. And before I go on, I do, do want to give a big uh, shout out to uh, PK, uh, who uh, was in my chat room but now is uh, out of the chat room. I, I don't know if there's some audio problems going on tonight. There's also a guest that has been coming in and out of the chat room, so hopefully there's not too much sound problems that are going on this evening. But I want to thank everybody who uh, are joining me live and also uh, listening to me on the, the archive podcast. Thank you for that. So social media success, what is it? When I started blogging five years ago, I put out there, I didn't really put out there, I, I, I tried to talk to myself and say, how do you know how you're doing? How do you know how successful you are? How do you define success? And back then, this was before Twitter and Facebook, a lot of it, I believe, was, was based on the amount of comments that you got in your blog post. Because there was no other way to uh, interact. So I knew I was successful if I got a, a lot of comments on a particular blog post. And then there's always things like how many hits did you get, how many visits did you get, so those type of things. But these days now, it's very, very confusing because, well, 
because I uh, social media is not my it's not my uh, business model, and uh, you know this social media is not my primary job. So these comments here are with that type of background. Because I know a lot of people out there who, who social media is their job, and they very much need to know statistics, statistics like unique visitors, statistics like page views, you know, statistics like that. And is that, is that success? If you have more hits, does that make you more successful? Some people say yes. And some people will do anything to get their visits as high as possible. And it's driven by the content that they have on their blog or podcast or video. Is that success? Is the amount of ad space on your iPhone app or on your blog, or on your podcast, or on your video. Is that success? Some people would say yes. Me, I don't know, because, as I will probably say throughout this section, that social media is not my uh, business model. But I get these emails every once in a while you know, do I consider myself successful? Do I consider myself one of the medical blogger, social media elite people? Man, not really. No, not really. There's a lot of people out there who are doing a lot more stuff than me. They're more prominent out there in social media. They're everywhere. You can see them on blogs. You can see them on Twitter. You can see them on Facebook. You can see them on YouTube. They're very prominent. But does that make somebody successful? I don't know. So I have posed a lot of questions, but not really have answered them. I guess that's part of my part of my thing here tonight. I want to welcome Dr. Sinanos to the chat room. He uh, had his uh, show in the last hour. A good review of the uh, blog blogosphere. He's on a Tuesday nights uh, usually at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time here on the network. Check out his uh, show as well. Uh, yeah, and he's telling me here that uh, there's a lot of a lot of strange stuff going on here in uh, Block Talk Radio Land. So if you're if you're not in the chat room and uh, you're waiting to get in, be very patient. Uh, this is a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on on the network here tonight because I had a lot of uh, difficulty uh, with his show tonight as well with the chat room and with the sound. And also a big shout-out to everybody participating in the MD chat on the Twitter going on at this 
time right now. That's why I don't usually go on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern because much of the medical blogosphere is uh, taking part in ND chats, and I look like they're having a good chat over there uh, this evening. But success, well, well, what do I mean by success? Let me uh, try to sum up things here. And This is probably only going to apply to me and not apply to any of you. Uh, but why do I think, and I think I've been successful at this. It's taken me five years to be a uh, overnight success. <laughs> and this is just really off the cuff here. You know, one of the things to be successful is that, and it doesn't have to be in social media, too. You have to be very, very passionate about what you do. And that's why I love family. That's why I love family medicine. That's why I love social media. That's why I don't have other hobbies. <laughs> uh, because I don't think I could be passionate about those stuff. But there's a lot of people who love other stuff. I talk to patients all the time about, you know, all the the uh, the stuff they're doing at home, whether it's uh, their hobbies or gardening, you know, their uh, collecting of things. They can tell me all kinds of details about that. That's when you know you're successful. And you keep, you keep, you know, doing social media. You keep doing social media, be, you know, even though even though you may not want to sometimes, you know, especially in those first few years where I did, really didn't want to write a blog post. The way that you learn your craft is by doing it. And I've written all kinds of different versions of blog posts. I've tried a lot of different ways of doing a podcast, a lot of different ways of doing uh, a video. You make a lot of mistakes. That's how you become successful, is by learning by your mistakes. And I know I've made a lot of them. (laughs) What else defines success for me? One of the things that that, uh, defines success for me is if, if I feel like if I feel like I'm making a difference to myself and to other people. And that goes for my job as well. I still feel like I'm making a difference in social media. I still feel like I am trying to get the message out about all the good things about social media and cautioning people about the bad things about social media. And it applies to my job as well. I, I still feel like I'm making a difference for my patients. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it. That's one of the things I think that defines success for me. It's not the most popular person out there. It's not the most. It's not the person that makes the most money out there in social media. That was not. That doesn't isn't what defines success for me. But this question comes up every so often. And I wish that I had a good answer for people. I know a lot of people are out there, especially using words like uh, SEO, (laughs) search engine optimization, to try to get you financial success for your social media project. 
But for me, that's that's why I think I've been successful. Is that I'm still passionate about social media. I try to do it as much as I can to balance out with my real job. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm not afraid to make mistakes. Um, as my good friend Dr. Synonymous in the chat room has always said, uh, making he says making mistakes at full speed. <laughs> I've always liked that phrase. But if people out there listening to the show afterward or on the blog or you know have interesting suggestions or interesting feedback on what you think is successful, let me know. I'd be uh, happy to hear the discussion. So we'll move to our next topic here as we uh, get to the bottom of the hour here. I did want to observe, I did want to recognize, I did want to point out uh, the passing of what I think, or who I think, uh, is a, a great friend to primary care, a great friend to family medicine, as we know it. And I'll, t- I'll talk about my reaction to this after I just kind of cover this briefly here. And uh, I'll start with a quote uh, here from uh, a blog post or one of the things that I've been reading this week about Barbara Starfield, professor of health policy and management at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Passed away June 10th. She was 78. Starfield died of a heart attack in California while swimming in a pool, an activity she dearly loved, according to her family. And my first uh, heads up on this was... uh, from my good friend on Twitter, uh, Doc uh, KJ or JK, yeah, he was at the uh, a big uh, family medicine meeting uh, earlier this week, which I think just wrapped up today. The uh, program director's workshop, and he uh, tweeted out that uh, there was a big gasp in the room at the announcement uh, of Dr. Starfield's death there. And I uh, read a statement from uh, Dr. Rich Roberts from the World Organization of Family Doctors. And his, his first paragraph went like this, the news of the sudden death of Professor Barbara Starfield, apparently due to a coronary event while swimming in her uh, California home on Friday, June 10, came as a shock. Her passing is an irreplaceable loss those of us in the global community who care deeply about health care and equity. Using detailed data and compelling analysis, she taught us things about ourselves that we believed, did not know for certain. She opened the eyes of family doctors to the considerable abilities we have, the weighty responsibilities we carry, and the unrealized possibilities we represent. She saw family doctors as the best hope for health care. Many times she challenged our vision of what family medicine should look like and nudged us to see further and clearer. 
great people have an extraordinary vitality, which makes them seem immortal and lulls us into thinking what we will have them, uh, have them forever, and then they are gone. The best tribute we can offer Barbara is to continue to work toward her vision of a world in which everyone has access to quality health care centered in a trusted relationship with a compassionate, competent, and comprehensive family doctor. And there's a pretty good blog post here on healthaffairs.org from June 13, remembering Barbara Starfield, a primary care champion. And what they have on the Health Affairs blog is uh, they are providing free access until June 28 to full text of the articles that she authored and co-authored discussed in this article including Reinventing Primary Care, Lessons from Canada for the United States, and other articles here. I encourage people to go and check that out. She was somebody who was very passionate about finding the data to back up the claims and facts that we know as family docs why we give good medical care. It was her passion to seek out the data to help prove that. She has a lot of articles out there that uh, have been quoted and requoted at all kinds of family medicine meetings that we go to all the time. Some of the things that she's talked about include building a physician workforce that is at least 50% primary care, reimbursement reform, shifting costs vector away from fragmented volume-based services toward integrated value-based ones, implement practice redesign and using patient-centered medical home as a foundation, Grow culture of health system performance measurement. So, Dr. Starfield was a friend of family medicine. That's putting it lightly. And I was very disappointed about how the information of her passing, how slow it came out, and I'm still kind of upset about that. (laughs) And I will talk about my reaction to uh, what has happened in the social media world, or lack of it, and what kind of triggered my blog post Um, earlier this week. But uh, what I'll do is I'll take a break, and uh, then I will talk about the last portion of the show here having to do with social media and family medicine and my reaction to what 
happened or didn't happen out there with this news. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live here on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we'll be right back. That's right, family medicine through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here live on Tuesday night on the, uh, the Blog Talk Radio Network. So let's talk about this here a little bit. I uh, was uh, a little bit upset. Um, and I will talk about the, the, the kind of the origins of my blog post from earlier this week, which talked about how we learned of this news, of the passing of this legend in family medicine. And I learned about it on Twitter, and without social media, without Twitter, who knows when this information would have come out. I had to do the searches myself to try to figure out what was going on and to see actually if it was true or not. There's a lot of things that you see on Twitter. There's a lot of things that you see out there in social media that are just just not true. So when I first read it, I tried to confirm it by going to sources, you know, like the American Academy of Family Physicians, like the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine website. Because surely those people Surely those organizations would be able to get some information on this to either confirm or deny this report that I saw out there on Twitter. And I didn't find anything there. The first thing that I found on the search was the previously noted letter by Dr. Rich Roberts from the Wonka organization the World Organization of Family Medicine Doctors. And that was about 8 or 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. And throughout the day, I was waiting for the big announcement from the big organization saying what happened. Because usually in social media, When something happens, good or bad, usually it kind of spreads everywhere. Usually it's difficult to try to page through all the stuff that's going on because there are so many blog posts out there. There are so many retweets. There are so many Twitter posts. There are so many Facebook messages that I think should have had news like this. But it didn't happen. And I was pretty upset about that. And the first significant post that I saw was 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. 
three days after the death, I think. Because of the previously mentioned health affairs post. And I was so upset that I wrote a blog post about it. And I never do this, but I did this. I, I, I wrote a really link bait type of thing on Twitter. Why family medicine why the family medicine community should be ashamed of itself. Because as of Monday, there was no major family medicine organization out there saying anything about this. I was expecting the big article. I was expecting the article with quotes from the leaders in family medicine talking about the significance of the work of this person who has advanced the cause, advanced the message of family medicine. Nothing. Nothing at all. I was going through all of the significant family medicine bloggers out there trying to figure out what are they saying. There, there has to be somebody who is talking about this. There has to be somebody out there who has heard about this somewhere. Nothing. So I put that post out Sunday night. Because I didn't hear anything from anybody. And I'm thinking to myself, if this person is such a celebrated person in our specialty, if this person is such a significant woman who has done great work in our specialty, why is nobody talking about it? Why is nobody carrying on her work? Why is nobody saying anything about it? I mean, that's telling me, did people not really care? Did people not really hear about it? Did people not really know what was going on? So this morning I got some emails. I got some actually pretty nasty emails. I got some pretty nasty Twitter messages yelling at me. How dare I say something like that? What right do I have to criticize the community that I'm part of? to say negativity like that. How dare I do that? I shouldn't be doing that. Well, I did. And I saw, I saw a tweet today, a really interesting one. It said, primary care folks do mourn the loss, but family medicine lacks social media savvy. You bet they do. Now I am upset about it. And I still, just to get myself upset, I read those emails again today. Saying, how dare I put that out there on Twitter for everybody to see. I'm still kind of upset about it. <laughs> but in these past, in these last few minutes, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an example out there of an organization that does that I think does it right. 
when it comes to communication. And I've been kind of, you know, following this beer for a long time because I admire them. The American Academy of Pediatrics, they have, and it's on the website, they have a council on communications and social media. Well, not social media, but communications and media. And what they have, they have an 11 physician member group. Physicians! And what they do is they amplify, it says on their website, they, they amplify the voice of the academy, both nationally and locally, to serve as a resource for healthcare professionals, parents, and health journalists by bringing them the information they need about media-related issues and how they relate to children's overall health and well-being. Also on their site, they have tips to blog, blogging tools and tips from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The blog world is a place to be right now. Blogging is blog journaling. It is a way to almost instantly write and let people know what you think about the medical world. Many physicians have blogs and use them to write about health news and medical issues and inform patients and colleagues on their two cents on the variety of topics. Blogging is actually very easy and really no harder than typing an email. But there are a few technical things you need to know. And they have a blog. The Council of Communications for the American Academy of Pediatrics has a media blog. Here's our tagline. Stop by often for the latest information to help you with your goals as a mediatrician. I kind of like that. They also have something called Media Grand Rounds. Welcome to the Council on Communication and Media, the Media Grand Rounds, similar to the AAP Monthly Grand Rounds publication, the space where you will find our picks for the media studies you need to know about the care best for your patients. So there's an organization that does it right. And just for fun, I went back to the American Academy of Family Physicians site. They have commissions on continuing professional development, education, finance and insurance, governmental advocacy, health and public, and of the public and science, membership and member services, quality and practice. People wonder why. Family Medicine and the AEFP have a problem getting their message out. For example, what is a family physician? Can you answer that right now? Can most family physicians answer that right now? Can our own members answer that right now. Is communication a priority? I don't know. If you haven't heard, uh, the AFP is taking steps to seek out a social media specialist, which I appreciate. But I want to push the AFP to do more. I think they can do more. 
think they could do more in the area of social media. So that's kind of my rant. <laughs> that's one of the many reasons I'll never be AFP president. Because <laughs> uh, I talk on shows like this and like blog posts. I appreciate that they're working on things. I appreciate that they're taking steps in social media. But it's occasions like this, it is episodes like this that really get me upset. Well, they can do things better. I really think that they can do things better. And I hope that they are taking a lesson from this. Or maybe they just don't care. (laughs) Maybe I think I'm more important than I think I am. (laughs) But, you know, we'll see. It's fine. They probably have a lot of other different things that they've been worried about. And this little itty-bitty blogger person <laughs> that is concerned about their communication skills. I want to give a big shout-out to Endogoddess in our chat room, also Dr. Synonymous. I saw PK was in there earlier. So thank you all for joining me here this evening. I want to give you a big heads-up that I will be in Atlantic City this coming weekend for the New Jersey Academy of Family Physicians meeting. And uh, I will be presenting live on the Internet at around 11 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday, January, not January, uh, Saturday, June 18. And the link is uh, njfamilydoc.com. Dot org, and uh, the New Jersey Academy in the last a couple of years has uh, broadcast part of their uh, meeting, some of their sessions live on Ustream, uh, but uh, it will be at uh, njfamilydoc.org, and I believe they'll be starting those uh, broadcasts on Thursday, uh, but uh, you can see me live on the Internet on Saturday morning Eastern Time, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and um, you can see me talking about family medicine and social media. So very excited about that. Thank you for the thank you to the New Jersey Academy uh, for giving me the opportunity to come out there and speak. Uh, and uh, I will not be at the casino. <laughs> well, not then, but maybe maybe afterward. <laughs> um. So I guess that uh, ends my show here this evening there, kids. Thank you all for joining me. And uh, I apologize to people who are coming late, <laughs> even though I have eight minutes left. I'll probably be uh, ending the show early here uh, this evening. But uh, thank you all for, for joining me here on this Flag Day edition. I, I usually don't do Tuesday night shows because uh, it basically screws everybody up because they think it's Thursday. <laughs> But I did Tuesday night because I'm going to be on a plane on Thursday during the show. I'll be just landing in Atlantic City around showtime on on Thursday night. Um, so thank you all for joining me here this evening. I will have my uh, TV interview 
from local TV news. Uh, I'll probably post it uh, tonight or tomorrow. And uh, I talked about the new food pyramid, which is a plate, a food plate. Uh, and uh, that was a fun interview to do uh, this week. And I'll also be uh, putting up the uh, information about the uh, New Jersey meeting on FamilyMedicineRocks.com, and you can get all my information out there. So thank you all uh, for uh, joining me. And, uh, oh, yeah, I see Craig is uh, joining us here at the end, so thank you uh, for joining me here. So I know Endo Goddess is going to be coming on this show probably in the next few weeks with a big, huge, enormous announcement, which I cannot reveal to you, so I will tease it to you. <laughs> we'll be talking about that in the uh, next few weeks. Just uh, pay attention to uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com uh, for the uh, latest uh, information on that. So thank you all for joining me here live or on the archives or if you're listening to me on uh, your mobile device in real time and I can't see you. Thank you for uh, joining me here this evening as well. Uh, my name is Mike Savella. You can find me at uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Hope you can join me on uh, Saturday, um, June 18 at around 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at NJFamilyDoc. Dot org. You can see me do a, a presentation there. And uh, make fun of me on Twitter. <laughs> make sure you make fun of me on Twitter, 11 a.m. Eastern. I believe that is 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So I am out of here. Thank you all for joining me, and uh, we will all talk to you very soon. Hope you're all having a, a very good week, and uh, have a good weekend coming up. I'll find a song here to end things on. And uh, that's it. Good night, everybody. Go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com for more information. Take care. Hey.